Introduce myself. DJ Envy, Angela Yee, and Charlemagne the God. Well, y'all done came a long way. I think that y'all have a certain amount of respect for, you know, what everybody else does, and y'all are just the best at what y'all do. This platform, the reach y'all have that you've earned, makes space for somebody like me. You guys have a direct line to the coaches. Oh my God, I'm on the radio with Angela, Charlemagne, and DJ Envy. Yes, you are. All I do is read about the breakfast club. Really? Every morning, That's good. you guys are trending. Every, uh, you know, I drag my ass out of bed. I'm like, uh, what happened on the breakfast club today? Get, get your ass off. Yo 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 Good morning, Angela Yee. Good morning, DJ Envy. Charlamagne the God. Peace to the planet. It's Thursday. Let's drop one of Clues bombs for being here. Okay? Yes. For being healthy. Yes. We don't know how long it's going to last. That's right. All right, we here until we not, goddammit. Well, yesterday, um, I got my, my yearly physical. I had to go to my doctor and get my, my yearly physical. What you got done? You about, you're 50 now, so you had to get that colonic, Definitely right? Definitely not 50. Not colonic. What do you call it? Colon cleanse? No. Colopsophy? No. Colonoscopy? Yeah, but no, I didn't get that. I know what you're talking what about. What is it? Well, you went to the doctor now in the midst of all this? You know what? Because I scheduled a doctor's appointment. So I was like, I, first I was scared. I was like, I don't want to go to the doctor because I don't want to catch nothing going to the doctor. But I went. Um, so, they, you know, they, they did the heart test. They, you know, did uh, cholesterol, blood pressure. Uh, he fondled me a little bit. That's good. But everything is okay. Did he have to cough? Um, I didn't cough, but he, he did check. Um, very weird. Very awkward. Why? It's a doctor, bro. Still, still. Yeah, you can't be in the doctor screaming pause when the doctor's grabbing your. I didn't your, say I said When the pause. doctor's grabbing your balls, telling you to cough, bro. Come on. I didn't pause. Grow up. But I did. I, I, I feel like I should send him a Valentine's Day gift, though. He was. He was like. Why? Yeah. You already paid him. I already paid you take him. the hell insurances and co-pays and all of that Goodness stuff like that. He got gracious. paid. You paid him for his services. And he wasn't gentle. <laughs> he was rough. Like oh, you look like you like your rough. He went there with that up, hoodie man. on and then pants sagging. He's one of them thugs. He's got all these tattoos. Goodness gracious. Give it to him rough. I had to go uh, for follow-ups Monday, too, because I had an uh, a MRI and um, some other brain scans done mm-hmm. like like a, like a month ago. Mm-hmm. And I'm good. I'm good, too. Yeah, no I, tumors, I was happy. Yeah, no no was... MS, no signs of stroke. Yeah. Just just good old-fashioned scratch. I definitely checked that out. <laughs> I, definitely, I said I want to know everything, and everything was, was, was good. I asked about the coronavirus. Now, this coronavirus is getting my wife, when I say scared, Super scared. Like yesterday, I spent no lie. I, I'm a, I spent three thousand at BJ's and Costco. So you paid the doctor three thousand for a BJ. Drop on the clues. <laughs> no, I did. Don't you better not shut up. Going. Don't you do it. So you were stocking up going. on supplies. Yes, stocking up on supplies. First of all, there are no supplies left. You can't get water. Water is 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 hard to get. Uh, disinfectant wipes is almost impossible. Uh, so we got enough stuff to last for a couple of months just in case we got to chill in the crib for a couple of months. So, like, you know, box goods, canned goods. Uh, we did find some water. Toilet tissue is hard to find. Uh, you know, um, I'm trying to think what else did we get. I do think that's the best thing for everybody right now. I think that um, everybody needed to, like, self-quarantine themselves for 14 days. I really think everything should... I know that's a long time and it's going to mess up a lot of money and everything, but everybody needs to just sit down for, like... 14 days. Yeah. And, you know, if, if you need to get better, get better. If you're not sick, you know, that's how you avoid getting sick. I'm just, I just think we should follow the same protocol that 
Everybody else is following. Now, Envy, we're supposed to be hosting this uh, concert in Detroit. Y'all mm-hmm. crazy. On Sunday. Is that still happening? Uh, to my knowledge, it is. That's crazy because I was supposed to be in Detroit for Michelle Obama's When We All Vote and that got canceled. So what the hell is the concert still going on for? Yeah. Y'all, so. y'all entertain. Well, y'all love entertainment. Y'all going to die over entertainment? I'm yeah. just wondering if it's even <laughs> still Jesus happening. Christ. Yeah, my goodness. So, yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm trying to think what else we got, but everything is sold out. So, I advise you if, if you're going to need. Things that you don't stock up on, whether it's toilet paper, whether it's paper towel, whether it's water, uh, go out and get it because Bro, you know. Shut it, up! It's the truth. Wait till I go to the store. Didn't have this conversation. <laughs> Yo, you didn't go to the store yet? <laughs> I went yesterday, but they didn't have a lot of stuff on the show. <laughs> I bought. I ended up buying stupid stuff like peanut butter, Captain Crunch, and <laughs> uh, what else did I buy? Doritos and uh, salt and vinegar potato <laughs> chips and. Almond milk and hemp milk for the kids. I got Pedia Shore for the kids. Like uh, I got all all types of stuff. Sitting in line, like why did I buy this stuff? Yeah. Yeah, but everything is sold out, so good luck out there. Try to get what you can. I don't even know when they're getting, you know, when they're restocking the shelves. Ah, oh, man, it's crazy out there. At but- a time like this, you really got to have the wisdom of um, uncertainty. If you've ever read The Seven Spiritual Laws of Success by Deepak Chopra, uh, the number six law is the law of detachment. And it just talks about how, you know, sometimes you just have to embrace uncertainty. It's, it's an essential ingredient of, of any experience, and it's the, it's the willingness to accept Uncertainty. Yeah. I'm not uh, allowing my kids to jump in any Ubers now. But we still got guests coming through to the breakfast club. Yeah, that's right. No, we're going to trim the, the fat on be last day. Yeah, they, Today's, I think, going to be the last day for that. It's going to be a very popular, it's going to be a straight popularity contest. Yeah. Who do I like? Who would not mind getting Corona from? That's the only people. Well, full force will be joining us this morning. Throwback Thursday. They came last week before it was a, uh, <laughs> a pandemic. pandemic. All right. We was just trying to celebrate the 30-year anniversary of House Party, okay? But full force has a extensive catalog. Yes, they do. And background in this music business. Yes, they do. I'm sure a lot of people don't even know about. So. Yeah. We're going to kick it with full force in a little bit. Those were the big bullets. If you've never seen House Party, I know your, 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 your uncles and aunts and, you know, your parents know about House party. Still comes on TV now. Yeah, all the time. So those are the three big bullies that was chasing the kid and play around. Yeah, that shouldn't have been in high school. Looked like they were graduating out of college. Mustaches, full beards. Yeah, steroids. Absolutely. Yes. So we'll kick it with them. Um, yeah, I was thinking about that uh, yesterday too. I think it's. I don't know about you guys, but you guys can interview who you want after this. uh, After today, I ain't interviewing no more people. Nah, be people come in with entourages. It'd be five, seven people. We don't know where they've been. I'm not ready to shut all of that the way down, but yes, I look at the schedule and I say, nope, I don't know who that is. I'm not talking to I'm still trying to figure out who some of these people are. Mm. All right, let's get the show cracking. Front page news, what we talking about? Uh, We are going to give you an update on coronavirus and we'll tell you how many cases are in the U.S. right now about travel restrictions. American Airlines sent me an email this morning, a video from their president talking about what they're doing for travel. We'll talk about basketball, the NBA, an NBA player got it. We'll just give you some updates. All right, we'll get into that when we come back. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Where are we starting with Yee? Well, let's talk about the latest numbers for coronavirus. The cases in the U.S. have passed 1,200 and has affected more than 124,500 people worldwide, killed over 4,600 people as well. Donald Trump has canceled travel from 26 European countries to the U.S. for the next 30 days, and that is starting tomorrow. So here is what Donald Trump had to say. This is the most aggressive and comprehensive effort to confront a foreign virus in modern history. I am confident that by counting and continuing to take these tough measures, we will significantly reduce the threat to our citizens, 
and we will ultimately and expeditiously defeat this virus. He hasn't gotten tested. I'm telling you, I watched that last night, and I tweeted this out. I said, I, I don't know if y'all saw what I saw, but I saw a man that was trying not to sneeze, trying not to cough, yeah. trying not to fart. And he said he hasn't gotten having tested, problem breathing. so I don't know. He, he might need to be quarantined. And he's definitely come into contact with people who have tested, right, positive. By the way, I'm sure that they already have tested him. They just would never make that information public. And I'm sure they would quarantine the president, and we would never know. Right. Well, he's definitely not quarantined right now. So, and he has announced that all travel from Europe, like we said, will well, be suspended could, for the next thirty days, except for the UK. Exactly. He could be quarantined. Held, held up right in that White House. Yeah. We would never know. They could have just shot that video. He could be quarantined. Absolutely. So nobody's filming us. or nothing. What do you mean? Like, how do they film him? If he's yeah, no, nah, they. So you think everybody's in it's hazmat the White House. filming yes. him? Yeah, they could have filmed him and then put him back in quarantine. Well, a lot of things have been canceled. The annual St. Patrick's Day Parade in New York City has officially been canceled. Not the one in Newark. Now, in California, the governor is asking for all events to be canceled. Uh, Twitter is requiring that all employees globally work from home. Tom Hanks has been diagnosed with coronavirus, and his wife, uh, Rita Wilson, have also tested and been diagnosed with coronavirus. He t- he tweeted out, Hello, folks. Rita and I are down here in Australia. We felt a bit tired. We had colds and some body aches. Rita had some chills that came and went. Slight fevers, too, to play things right as is needed in the world right now. We were tested for the coronavirus and we were found to be positive. So he said right now they are taking it uh, one day at a time and taking that approach. March Madness will be played without spectators. And the NBA has suspended the season until further notice. There is a player for the Utah Jazz, Rudy Gobert, who did test positive. So the NBA is going to take this hiatus to determine the next steps for moving forward in regard to the coronavirus pandemic. NHL too, right, Steve? Did the NHL get? I haven't heard anything about that. Oh, okay. Yeah, I feel bad for a lot of the people out there that just, you know, can't go to work. The people that work in the stadium, and not the, not the, you know, the, the players that are making millions and millions and millions. I'm talking about the people that work at the stands, the camera people, the ticket people. You know, people that just walk people to the to, to their seats and well, truth, the vendors and all that, man. Truth be told, you know, people got to have compassion at a time like this. Like, this is a time where people should get paid leave, right? Like, even, you know, this weekend, my daughter had a cheerleading competition in Rhode Island. And, you know, the hotels mm-hmm. are all booked up. And, you know, you can't, you know, uh, cancel your reservation after a certain day. Hotels gave everybody their money back. Because you got to have empathy in a, in, at a time like this, right? Well, yeah. for Airbnbs, I know for Coachella, they gave people 50% they're 50% back, but you have to contact the host to try to get the other 50% back. But it's also hard if you own a small business and people can't come yeah. to work and then you still want to pay them, but you don't have the money because you're a small business owner. You still got to pay your Once rent. again, you got to have empathy at a time like this. So for, for some people, it's really business, hard. It could shut businesses understand down. Understand what the owner's going through. <laughs> Shoot, man. People got to pay their rent and stuff. And, and that's messed up because Coachella's not giving them their money back. And what was the other one? It was something else that was South big. By South by Southwest is not giving them their money back, which is crazy. Well, thank God it's not around the first. You know what I'm saying? Or the fifth is in the middle of the month. First is coming right up. Hey, you got a Two few weeks. weeks. You got a few weeks to the first. Oh, boy. All right. Well, that's front page news. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up right now. Oh, man. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. So you better have the same energy. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Hi, this is Gina. Hey, good morning. Good morning. Get it off your chest, Gina. Okay, so I live in Staten Island, and I have uh, kids in junior high school and high school, and I am called to school several times. They have no answers on when they're going to let our kids stay home. I know there's three positive cases on Staten Island already, and 
they're not, uh, you know, when are they going to let our kids stay home? Yeah, I thought about that yesterday, just letting my daughter stay home. I mean, I haven't heard any cases around our way either, but it's just like y'all rather be be safe than sorry, you know? Yeah, I thought about it. I think today's going to be my last, my kid's last day. I think so, too. I'm panicked because I have uh, I have asthma, and I have a little mm. one at home, too. Oh, and yeah. I called, like, so many times, and they keep telling me, you know, just wash your hands. We have Purell here, and we're waiting for a positive um, coronavirus case, but we're going to wait to get a positive, and after they spread it everywhere... You know what it is, Queen? At a time like this, everybody's looking for answers, but the truth of the matter is nobody has any. No. You know what I'm saying? So you have to be willing to really embrace uncertainty in a time like this. Like, that's why I was I was literally reading Deepak Chopra, The Seven Spiritual Laws of Success, and that's what they talk about. Like, the more uncertain things seem to be, you got to just step in. You got to lean into that uncertainty. You just have to. And the crazy thing, I was talking to the doctor yesterday, and he was like, you don't really hear cases with younger kids. He was like, the younger kids seem that he was like the immune system gets so beat up when they go to school because they're getting all this other stuff all, this all, other stuff from all these yeah. other kids that you don't really hear cases it's more of the adults and older people hello who's this morning oh i was about to tell about myself my name's jerome this morning i called out of work you said you better tell her yourself uh, you called out of why you called out of work where you from man uh, new york right. i was about to say this generation is so soft because bluebird made us go to school through swamp flu, bird flu ebola hurricane i just Feel like they, they just need to toughen up and go to school. I'm but you not called out of work. Huh? But you called out of work. We ain't talking about that right now. But you want to know? Oh what my god, you today? need to toughen up. Look, 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 look. This ain't the coronavirus. This some Popeye chicken chicken sandwiches finally starting to digest. That's what really <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I did think about that with the NBA yesterday. I was like, damn. I grew up in the era. Michael Jordan played with the flu. And right. Magic Johnson played with AIDS. Right. And they didn't. Nobody canceled nothing. Nope. Get it off your chest. And, and that was early when people really didn't know didn't about know HIV what it was. They really didn't know. And they were still playing with him. The and, only person and, who didn't want to play with Magic was Carl Malone. That's right. Carl Malone said, what if you bleed on me? Yep. I mean, that was, you know, that was at the period where nobody knew. Nobody knew. What no. it was. Everybody was ignorant to HIV. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Wake up, wake up. Wake your ass this is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed, we want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Calvin. Hey, Calvin. What's up, man? Get it off your chest. Uh, all this coronavirus going on. Freaking, uh, care there. Your phone is crazy, bro. You can't hear me? I can hear you now. Okay, yes. Well, like I said, yes, I, I work for the, I take care of the mental disorder. And with all this virus stuff going on, like, what are they doing to us? Like, I have to come to work. Like, I gotta, you know, these guys are already sick already. You know, oh, so you work I, with disabled I, people? Yeah, so it's my group. I got a wedding coming up. I'm just lost. Like, what are they, like, what are they doing for people like us? What do, you, what do you mean, people like you? People that working? Yeah, he, he works with disabled working. people, so he's saying he cannot not work because then who's going to take care of the disabled people? Oh, that's very true. So, I mean, just, you know, How do y'all... I don't want my wedding. My wedding is canceled. I mean, they already shut out the NBA, schools. How do y'all keep disabled people from getting sick? I guess y'all, y'all just got to protect yourselves when y'all working around them? I, I, that very true, and you know they going out into you know programs and they come back home. I work overnight, so I'm at work now. So, mm. like I don't know, like are they not we supposed to stay home? I, they were saying something quote unquote that they'll pay us and they they won't tax us. 
but I'm just saying, like, that, they always tell us stuff, but it, it just cr- I Listen, I, I hear the confusion and the uncertainty in your voice, man, and the problem is even the leaders don't know what's going on Nobody right now, does. and guess what? It's perfectly okay to say that. Just tell people, you know, the same thing that we're all doing, washing our hands, using the Perel. I don't know if we need to stay home or not, but you just got to lean in the uncertainty right now. Right, now people just aren't shaking hands, having too much contact with each other. That's right. Hello, who's this? Hi, it's Monica. Hey, Monica, get it off your chest. Hi, um, I just wanted to talk about my daughter, Shalyn. Okay. She's in that Fenty Beauty in the house. Oh, she went to the Fenty Beauty house. Yeah, I want. I, I heard you talk about it earlier. Uh-huh. But I wasn't able to get through. But this morning, I said I'm going to keep fun until I get through. Yeah, so um, they just chose a few girls from off of the TikTok. Uh-huh. They were happy. Donna, and they're all in this um, beautiful, beautiful house. Uh, my daughter was at a driver. She's taking business class to California. Uh, I just, I want to give you her information. Um, her name is Shallon. It's um, C-H-A-L-L-X, as an X for N. She's on YouTube. She's on TikTok. It's a lot of fun. Okay. I just wanted to shout out. Well, well thank, thank you for mom. getting your daughter some clout this morning. There you go. <laughs> Hello, who's this? This is Ethan. Ethan, what's up? Get it off your chest, bro. Not much, man. I'm out in L.A., man. I just went to Seattle this last weekend, and I went for an event to do, like, production stuff, and uh, they canceled the event because of the virus and everything. And I'm like, I was hanging out with everybody up there in Seattle. Mm-hmm. I'm nervous, man. Oh, well, you better make sure you don't feel sick or anything, right? No, I don't feel sick, but they say you don't show symptoms for, like, two weeks or something, right? Yeah, for two weeks. Hey, my brother, I'm going to tell you what I keep telling everybody, man. You got to be willing to step into the unknown. Like, uncertainty is an essential ingredient of your life experience. Always is and always will be. You just got to be willing to accept uncertainty. And I don't know, maybe some solutions will emerge out of this confusion and disorder and chaos. And just make sure you have plenty of fruits with vitamin C in it and everything. Keep your immune system as healthy as you possibly can. It is not a death sentence. It is something that could be just like a cold. But you just have to make sure that you keep your immune system strong. Now, I don't know if we're qualified to say that, G. That well, is not a death sentence. I mean, we don't know. Like, it's you know, not, though. There's a lot of people who have it that have reco- more people have recovered from it. It doesn't mean you're going to die yeah, but, if but, you get but, it. But yesterday we were just saying that older people die from it. You know, they say it's an angel of death for yeah. older people, but then I, I saw somebody. Grandparents, you know? Yeah, but then I saw somebody yesterday who was like 50, you know, 50 who died from it. I saw somebody else who was 60 who died from it. They was in Jersey. That was actually the first case. The first uh, death in Jersey was a 60-year-old, and he was a trainer. Six, uh, no, he was a little older than that. No, he was 60. 60, I thought he said 69. No, he was 60. Mm-hmm. But all I'm saying he, is just keep your immune system though. as oh, strong okay. as possible. They said, no, they said he had That's all you can do. Yeah, all the immunity shots and everything, or like the, the wellness shots with the juice bar, all that. Exactly. Just yeah, do everything said, you can. And my doctor yesterday said, uh, mm-hmm. definitely pick up a lot of vitamin C and zinc. He said, okay. those help you with the immune system. He said, you should be taking those uh, a, a daily. And he just said, you know, just, you know, clean your hands, wash your hands, and That's try to it. prepare. That's all you can do. I'm just not going to tell nobody it's not a death sentence because don't, we don't know. We really don't. Yeah, it's all in the air right now. All right, brother. Crazy. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. Now we got rumors on the way, you? Yes, we are going to talk about Harvey Weinstein. He was sentenced yesterday. All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Howdy, it's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Harvey Weinstein. It's about time. What's going on? Rumor report. Rumor report. 
This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Well, Harvey Weinstein has been sentenced to 23 years in prison. He did address his accusers in court. He said, I really feel remorse for the situation. I feel it deeply in my heart. I will spend my time really caring and really trying to be a better person. I'm not going to say these aren't great people. I had wonderful times with these people, you know. It's just I'm totally confused, and I think men are confused about all of these issues. He had faced between 5 and 29 years in prison for these convictions on first-degree criminal sexual act and third-degree rape. So, sentenced to 23 years. Well, he got what he deserved, but the sad part is he isn't missing anything. You know what I'm saying? He's 70-something years old. He'll be dead soon. He'll probably kill himself in jail. He's 67 years old. 67 now, years old. He had asked for five years in prison, so as you can see, he did. He got way more than that. His attorney, in the meantime, has spoken out. Donna Rotuno, here's what she said. That sentence that was just handed down by this court was obscene. There are murderers who will get out of court faster than Harvey Weinstein will. Uh, that number spoke to the pressure of movements and the public. I am overcome with anger at that number. I think that number is a uh, cowardly number to give. Um, Mr. Weinstein really never had a fair shake from day one, uh, and I'm not here to say that he's a victim, and I'm not here to say poor Harvey. But what I am here to say is we were looking for fairness, and we didn't get it. I would have loved to know what she would think is a fair number. That should have been a good Five follow-up years, question. Because that's what they asked for. Mm. So, and even before he got sentenced, Harvey Weinstein was not taking responsibility. He said, you know, dealing with the thousands of men and women who are losing due process, I'm worried about this country in a sense, too. And he said, I'm worried there's a repeat of the blacklist there was in the 1950s when lots of men like myself, Dalton Trumbull, one of the great examples, did not work, went to jail because people thought they were communists. It is wrong. And he said, everybody is on some sort of blacklist. Oh, 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 over, under, and when Harvey Weinstein kills himself. What do you think? Kills himself? Yeah. I don't, I don't think he's going to kill himself. Think gonna kill himself? I, I think he's going to die, though. Well, he's appealing, so maybe he thinks nah, he ain't gonna something will happen. Who knows? He's not appealing. I give me That's yeah. why he had to rape. I give me yeah. appealing. Listen. He's probably going to kill himself. Uh, uh, how? What do you mean how? He's too weak. I think he's too weak to do that. Man, stop. People find ways to do it in jail all the time. I don't I don't, I don't. don't see him serving under 23 years. Mm. Of course not. He's, all right. He's, he's going to clock out. Let me give a rest in peace to Josie Harris. That was Floyd Mayweather's ex-girlfriend. You guys remember they had that reality show, Starter Wives? It was her. It was uh, Tashara Simmons, who's DMX's ex-wife. I'm trying to think who else was on this show. It was... Um, Liza, who is uh, Lamar Odom's ex, they all had a, a reality show together. Um, but she was found unresponsive in her car at the age of 40. She has three children with Floyd Mayweather. So rest in peace to Josie. Yeah, I don't know horrible. exactly what happened. They said they just found her dead? Yeah, they yeah, said there was no the foul car. play. But I guess uh, that's something that's still under investigation. So we will keep you updated. I ain't going to front. When I heard that yesterday, I was going to cancel my doctor's appointment because I was like, it's too much going on. And I was like, you know what? Let me go get myself checked out to make, make sure I'm right. okay. Make sure everything's okay. Yes. Make sure everything's working properly. Everything is working properly. And the reason is good to know when everything's working properly. So when something does glitch, you know that it's actually a problem. Correct. You know what I mean? Because right now, we really need to be on top of our health, right? Yep. All right, now, Soldier Boy, in the meantime, with this whole coronavirus, is doing really well. You know, he invested in a soap company along with uh, CEO Miami Mike. And if you guys recall, he talked about this in the Breakfast Club interview. So you got get detergent. You... Soap, man, soap, soap. Man. You got bars of soap? I got soap. I got dish detergent. Everybody needs those things. Everybody needs soap. <laughs> you do what I'm saying? What's it called? So it says CEO Miami Mike, man. You know what I'm saying? CEO Miami Mike. The soap shop, man. The soap shop. There you go. The soap shop.
So they said he's gone from selling 100 bottles of cleaning products a month to over 3,000. Of course. Plus in the last couple of months. And he has an actual storefront, too. And they said that storefront is doing incredible. The profits have tripled without changing anything. But I thought it was detergent. It's everything. It's soap, detergent, toilet paper. They got everything in there. Oh, I didn't know they had everything. Yeah, I'm about to call them for some toilet paper. It's it's all kind of soap products. Yeah, all type of soap products. They serve sell every day. And speaking of coronavirus, we told you earlier about Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson uh, being diagnosed with coronavirus. Well, Chet Hanks, their son, is speaking out in an Instagram video, and he wants to make sure that people know that they're not worried. Yeah, it's true. My parents got coronavirus. Crazy. They're both down in Australia right now because my dad was shooting a movie down there. But I just got off the phone with them. Uh, they both are fine. They're not even that sick. They're not worried about it. They're not tripping, but they're going through the necessary health precautions, obviously. But uh, I don't think it's anything to be too worried about. I appreciate um, everyone's concern and the well wishes, but I think it's all going to be all right. That is uh, true, though. I would like to re- hear from people who have coronavirus. Them are the people that need to be going live. You know what I'm saying? Cause yeah, I, there's I, a, a lot of people actually right now who are doing that. Really? People, yeah, there's a doctor who is diagnosed with coronavirus, and he's yeah, been but he's giving updates. Sick. No, he, this one doesn't sound sick. Oh, he's okay. a doctor, and he's been giving updates throughout. There's people who are in the hospital being treated who are giving yeah, updates. Yeah, the only ones I heard from it, the ones, <laughs> the ones that sound like he's about to die. That there's, dude in um, Jersey was like, I got diarrhea. Yeah. I've never had anything like this. <laughs> there's one right now that's on CNN, and he spoke to them, and he checked in, and they had him live, and he was saying that he I turned, saw him yesterday. Yeah, he turned the corner, so he thought he wasn't going to make it, but now he's doing much better. We need to see, hear those guys. People need to hear those stories. We need to hear those <laughs> testimonials to let us know that we can get through this. Yeah, because we depressed. We, we only played a guy That's that right. was, had right. diarrhea come out his butt. Right now, it's very chicken littleish. The sky is falling, mm-hmm. okay? Like, this is very end of the world Armageddon-ish. That's the way they're talking. So I need to know that people get through these things. All right, well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. Right. And if you catch it once, do you get it again? Because I saw somebody last night on Twitter say that they just want to get it and get it over with. So I'm like... What happens if you get it once? Can you double up on it after that? Are you immune to it after you get it once? I know they're looking for guinea pigs right now. I, you know, I did ask the doctor that. I was like, if it goes through your system, does that mean that you're now immune That's to it? That's what I want to know. I, I, want, I got questions. What he said he, he wasn't sure. Exactly. <laughs> By the way, which sure. is a great answer. It's okay to sure. say you don't know. He said he wasn't sure. It's okay to say you don't know. Well, this is something he new, didn't make right? it up. He In London, like, they're looking for people, and they'll pay you to get infected with coronavirus. No, I'm nah, B. Nope. They're looking for volunteers, and they're going to pay you about $4,500 nope. for your participation. I could die and only get $4,500? They're going to give you two weaker strands of the virus that'll cause mild respiratory symptoms. Just a little diarrhea. And then they're going to give you some vaccines as they try to develop these vaccines. That's when you put your hand on a doctor's shoulder and say, bro, trust yourself. Yeah, you right? Do it to yourself. <laughs> if you believe in your product <laughs> you that much, to invest in yourself. Damn right. <laughs> All right, front page news next year. What are we talking about? Uh, we are going to talk about Bernie Sanders as much as people were trying to figure out what's he going to do now because uh, it's not looking too great at this moment for him with the votes, but we'll tell you what he had to say about not dropping out of the race. All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. What's up? It's Angela Yee. When I get a scratchy, irritated throat, I rely on Sepacol. Sepacol lozenges are fast-acting for quick relief of sore throat pain. Don't let a sore throat silence your day. Sepacol, the number one doctor-recommended sore throat lozenge in the U.S. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee. Charlamagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get some front-page news. Where are we starting, Yee? 
Uh, well, let's start with coronavirus updates for you guys, just so you know what's happening. Donald Trump is suspending travel to and from Europe for the next 30 days. Those restrictions do not apply to American citizens who've been screened or who travel to and from the UK. And airlines are trying to make sure they actually comply with these new rules. They said the worldwide travel advisory is a level three, so reconsider travel if it's non-essential. The NBA, as you know, has suspended its season after a player preliminarily tested positive for coronavirus. That player is Rudy Gobert, Utah Jazz player. And they said even before that, uh, a couple of days before he tested positive, while meeting in an interview room, uh, he actually was touching the microphones and kind of making a joke about it and mm-hmm. saying that it was too much. Yeah, you got to come to the front of the congregation this morning, Rudy. Yeah, so... We need to have a word with you. Now he's tested positive. Mm-hmm. And you know how many people he probably gave it to by playing around and touching yep. all them goddamn microphones? So, yes, the NBA has suspended the season. The NCAA is barring fan attendance for March Madness and more major events like the video game conference, E3, and Donald Trump's public appearances and Biden campaign events and G7 meetings. Some of those are canceled. Some of them are switching to virtual formats. Right now, coronavirus cases in the United States are at 1,272 and 38 deaths. They've canceled things like the St. Patrick's Day Parade in New York and in California. The governor is asking for all events to be canceled or at least rescheduled right now. Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson, his wife, have been diagnosed with coronavirus as well. They are in Australia. And um, that's pretty much, you know, stock markets have plunged after stock Donald Trump is going to crash. announced the travel ban. So if you do have stocks, don't be checking it right now every few seconds because you will be really, really nervous. Starting March 19th, all CUNY and SUNY schools will be moving to a distance learning model for the rest of the semester. And, oh, Charlemagne, update on the Harvard donkey of the day yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Brian Barnett, who's on the alumni board for Harvard, actually sent a link over with all of the precautions that they are doing at Harvard. And they are saying students on financial aid, they have a list of people who they can contact if they can't afford to get flights, travel home, or if they need to stay somewhere and get housing, they are helping those students out. That's good. So that was it. They said that was incorrect. We, you know what? That's too? not incorrect. The students were complaining. That came from the students. So they... No, they, it was already up there. That they, All you have to do is contact and I have the, the link. So you're telling me if all those students it. at Harvard that go there don't know what's going on? I don't know, but <laughs> they have it on their website. What you can do, you can contact the dean, and they said if you are, if you do get financial aid. When did they put it on the website? Exactly. A couple of days ago. A couple of days ago. Oh, yeah. I can't tell. The students from Harvard were complaining yesterday and right. the day before yesterday. You know, we talk about all the negative things, and I know coronavirus is, of course, there's a lot of negative things, but a lot of uh, positive things that happen as well. Like if you're looking to refinance in your home, the interest rates on homes are the lowest Man, shut ever. Up. I'm, I'm being honest. Nobody cares at a time I'm, like this. I'm being honest. Those are rich people problems. That's not rich people's problems. It's, it's the way man. people can save money. Absolutely. Man, people, people, trying people, to fi- people trying to figure out if they need to get up and go to work this morning. Right, but I'm they, just telling well, people. They got Trump, rent in three weeks. Here is Donald Trump talking about finances. <laughs> They're going to be helping people out on finances. Is that, is, 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 you got to think like that as well. No. Yes. You can only think like that if you can afford to think like that. Well, listen, to, listen to this. To provide extra support for American workers, families, and businesses, tonight I am announcing the following additional actions. I am instructing the Small Business Administration to exercise available authority to provide capital and liquidity to firms affected by the coronavirus. Effective immediately, the SBA will begin providing economic loans in affected states and territories. These low-interest loans will help small businesses overcome temporary economic disruptions caused by the virus. 
Now, that is good information. That is great information. For small businesses to stay open. Yeah, but people who own homes who are paying 5% interest rate, you can get your interest rate dropped to 2.8%. That could save you a couple hundred dollars a, a, a month. That could help you out. Mm. So it, it, it can help people if, if you look in the right directions. All right, and Bernie Sanders is vowing to stay in the 2020 race. He says he's looking forward to debating with Joe Biden. Some people thought he might drop out. I know he was trying to weigh out all his options, but now he's saying... Uh, you know, last night was obviously not a good night for our campaign from a delegate point of view, but he is going to continue on. Why would he drop out when you need 1,991 delegates to be the nominee? Joe Biden has 864. He has 710. Make Joe Biden earn all of those delegates. Why would he drop out now? Now, Bernie Sanders says, while our campaign has won the ideological debate, we are losing the debate over electability. I cannot tell you how many people our campaign has poked to and said, I quote, I like what your campaign stands for. I agree with what your campaign stands for, but I'm going to vote for Joe Biden because I think Joe is the best candidate to defeat Donald Trump. So he said he's heard that statement all over the country and he strongly disagrees with that assertion. All right. Well, that is your front page news. All right. Thank you, Miss Yee. Now, when we come back, it's Throwback Thursday, and we have um, some special guests. Yes, because this week was the 30-year anniversary of a classic movie that we grew up on called House Party. All right, starring Kid and Play. And in uh, House Party, there was these three bullies that chased uh, Kid and Play around. Mm-hmm. And they were they go by the name of Full Force. Right. But I don't think y'all really understand uh, the history. A full force. I didn't understand the history. Uh, yeah, yeah, all of the the music that they have produced, written and produced, and written, yep. like they have a very, very, very extensive catalog, rich history. That's yes. right. And we're gonna kick it with them when we come back. So don't move. Full force. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We got some special guests in the building. Yes, indeed. Okay, Full yeah. force. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. My Welcome. brothers. Good morning. Good morning. Introduce Good morning. yourselves for the people who don't know, man. Okay, I'm Paul Anthony. I'm Bowlegged Lou. And I'm B Fine. And I just want to say that uh, we're the three Full Force brothers, mm-hmm. but Full Force is actually six members. Uh, we have Baby Jerry, mm-hmm. Shy Shy. And Kurt T. Right. And y'all are brothers and cousins. Brothers yes, and cousins. Right. Salute yes. to them, but we only uh, acknowledge the ones that were in house party. Okay, so. That's the full force I know, okay? Now, let's, start, let's start from the beginning for people who don't know who Full Force is. Who is Full Force? Where are you guys from? And how did you create this group? Mm. Oh man, that's a big ass question. I'm a size of a Luteka. We're based uh, from Brooklyn, uh, Brooklyn all day, and um, Brooklyn. you know, full force started. Uh, I guess we was 10, 11, 12 years old, and mm-hmm. uh, uh, our parents would wake us up routinely, you know, because in our family, singing was not an option. You'd wake us up, be on the train all the way up to Harlem, get out of 125th Street. My father dropped the hat. We sing for hours, make enough money to either eat dinner that night or go to the Apollo. And that's how we started, you know. And uh, we just kept on grinding from the age of 11, 12, well, Basically, the three of us was yeah. our father and our Uncle Cito. They got the mm-hmm. three of us as a group first and foremost. Right. Mm-hmm. And then that's when we connected... Later on. ...with our three cousins right. to form full force, the ones right. that weren't in house party. Right. <laughs> <laughs> my, brother, my brother B. Fine actually was forced into it yeah. because he didn't really want to do it. And you got to remember, I was six years old. Mm-hmm. Right. I was six years old. I was the baby, you know, and I, I don't want to do that. I want to play. A, I want to yeah. be a baseball player. <laughs> yeah, no trade practicing. So y'all were athletes when y'all were younger. That, that explained the builds. Right? Well, you know, it's funny. Uh, we was always athletic, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, our first, our first uh, thing was baseball, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, we, uh, you know, we was in the Junior league, B was in the minor league, the smaller league, but he was so good that he brought us 
he brought up to our level, and that was one of the joys. My mom and dad, first, they came to a baseball game, and they see me in center field, blue in right field, a little bit in uh, left field. Yeah. What did your parents do for a living that they, you guys came out like this? I'm just curious. Oh, oh man. At the time, my dad worked in a factory. Mm-hmm. You know, he worked in a factory, and my mom, she worked as a social worker. You know, okay. later but on, I, but yeah. I think the key of what you're getting to is my father was a doo-wop singer. Right. Right. That's how, That's you know, he was heavily into doo-wop. He's lived his dream through us. Was he, was he a doo-wop weightlifter singer, man? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I no. was in the gym early. <laughs> yeah, 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 man. That was, that was our thing, you know. <laughs> you know, I feel wonderful that we are pretty much credited with being one of the first to bring in physical fitness and bodybuilding and training. For me, it was a way of life, you know. I started that, you know. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because even in the house party, I'm like, are they? do they go to the school? Are they just some uh, older kids that just <laughs> right. raising hell outside of super, the school? Super, duper, duper, duper seniors. Yeah. yeah we got yeah. left back. There was, a meme floating, there was a meme floating around that says, house party tried to convince us that these three guys were 17-year-old years old. That's a fact. That was last week, and I seen it, I was like, they <laughs> ไปกับเรื่องเลยไปกับเรื่องเลยไปกับเรื่องเลยไปกับเรื่องเลยไปกับเรื่องเลยไปกับเรื่องเลยไปกับเรื่องเลยไปกับเรื่องเลยไปก
That was in the script. That was in the script. So yeah. he said to Reggie Hudlin, who created, well, <laughs> I know Full Force, why don't you call him? So I'm here writing, and, and Lou, he always coined the phrase, you never know. So we're always open-minded to everything. I got a phone call. He said, hey, man, my name is Reggie Hudlin, and I came with this idea called House Party, and our guys are Jericho, Musselbond guys, and <laughs> maybe shout to you. And I said, hey, well, send it over. You never know. So he sent it over, and I read some of it, and I do what I normally do with stuff like that, because when we were younger, Lou was always in the can of projectors and doing shows for the family. Yeah, I was a so, so I did what I always do. I said, here, Lou, I'm going to the gym. Read this. <laughs> and uh, go. So anyway, so what happened is that with the script, we had to go down and sort of audition the Hudlin brothers, which is Reggie Hudlin and Warrington Hudlin, his brother who produced it. Reggie, of course, was the director. And they just wanted to know if we can act, if the three of us had chemistry. And we did some improvisations there and everything. We got the gig, like, just like that. We went out to L.A. and we did a table read with Martin Lawrence, Tisha Campbell, A.J. Family. Johnson, yeah. uh, mm -hmm. Chill Mitchell, everybody. You know, even um, George Clinton, who paid the old school so as we're reading this, we're doing the table read. When we go back to our hotel, right. I tell my brothers, I'm like, yo, guys, I, I don't like our par our parts are so bland. And it's just like we're just like bullies with no personality, right. which my brothers in Crush Groove, they play bullies mm -hmm. with yeah, no personality. <laughs> I don't want to do that. So I said, I said, listen, originally B's name was supposed to be Pee Wee. I said, B, we're going to switch. I'm smaller than both y'all. I'll be Pee Wee. You're Zilla. Paul is stabbed, and let me change up some of this. Shit. So I came up and I said, "Now I'm going to talk like this throughout the whole movie." You know, and they thought I was crazy. <laughs> even when he was shooting, oh, he was a pain in the ass with that man. Because I kept, I kept like this throughout We're the whole thing. He's still doing this thing. <laughs> so, so what happened is that I changed up the lines of all the Reggie stuff. Yeah, we had to change I came up line. with kick your ass. I said, I, if I say that enough times, it might be a catchphrase, you know? Right. And then like I came hook. up with, uh, oh, I, smell, I smell, I smell, I smell. Because we used to say that all the time at the, the BRE and concert and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Did y'all really BRE. smell or was y'all just being... You know, no. Insulting the guys. Just a insulting. little both. Okay. Who gonna say something bad? You see the And the crazy thing about it is because for for me doing the kick your freaking ass thing, I got it from like not Joe Pesci, but Joe Pesci used to say something in Lethal Weapon okay. Two. It's, yeah, okay. okay. it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Okay. And he made that like sort of a thing. Like so I said, let me make a sort of a theme, mm -hmm. and it stuck. So what we did is we performed it in our trailer. For the Hudlin brothers, I said, listen, if y'all don't like it, then we'll go back to what's there. And then as soon as they saw us do it, they said, keep it. Yeah. And after that, every time we changed up every, every of ours yeah. in there, every line, you know, and, and, um, and both of those became catchphrases. G yeah. Unit turned it into a record later on. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. And, and House Party will be thirty years old. Yes. Thirty years. We're blessed. Yeah. All right, we got more with Full Force. When we come back, don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with full force. Yee. House Party, you guys have worked with so many legendary artists. Yeah. So yeah. I want people to know about that part Absolutely. as well. So let's well, talk about some of the most... The legendary? Uh, well, before yeah. we mention yeah. the, the other groups, we have to mention it. And um, after, we did UTFO, after we did UTFO, we needed to get into the mainstream with music. And then... Lisa Lisa was born. You know, I love Lisa Lisa growing up. Yeah. Everybody. Because that what happens that my girl. I, I grew up in a neighborhood <laughs> where, in a school at Wingate High School, where there was a lot of um, Hispanic brothers and sisters playing handball. Mm -hmm. And I would tease them saying, yo, man, yeah, you know you like Menudo. Mm -hmm. They didn't like Menudo. That was for their kids, their kids' sisters and stuff like that. And I would tease them. And I thought, yeah, we should have a Spanish girl who captures that essence of New York the way I know it. And I don't know Menudo. I didn't hang with kids that were like Menudo. Right. They were like, you know, like Fat Joe, like Lisa, that that whole style. So we auditioned a girl, and 
Lisa was born. Right. And Lisa became like the first Hispanic to do yeah, there was nobody hip-hop, yeah, Lisa. pop, dance. Don't that. She did club music. She yeah, did, nobody was doing that. She was before Gloria Estevan. And the thing about it is when, yeah, our, our parents taught us well because when we came in the business, we came as business-minded because we managed Lisa, we produced, we wrote, you know, we did the publishing. And so there was always several revenue streams we have to have that but that opened the doors up for a lot of things she became the number one artist in the world mm -hmm. and when you speak of legendary artists getting back to what you asked the mm -hmm. first person that comes to town is james brown the godfather we're the only ones to write and produce an entire album for the godfather of soul god damn people yeah. don't know and, yeah. and, and, and like james that. brown's yeah. last two top 10 records Ooh. which was i'm real and Static yeah. was written and produced by Full Force, and we had a great time in the studio Yo, that was, with that him. Was, I had a force feed in Static, though. I had a force feed in Static. That was hell? Why was hell? That was... Yo, yeah, like Rolling Stone magazine showing up, because that was the time when he was, like, kind of bugging out. You know, mm -hmm. there's a lot of things going on in his life, yeah. and, you know, him shooting on the lawn, and, and we were acting like, no, everything's cool, everything's cool. <laughs> Yo, there was times when he was singing, and there he is in the studio, and you had to catch him when you catch him, you know? Right. He would make you put up cue cards yeah. to do the lyrics and stuff. And one time, he just dropped into a full split and be like, where the hell did he go? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Right, right, where did he go? Mr. Brown was... And then, the, and then the photographer said, Mr. Brown, can you do that again? No, you should have did it when I did it. Yeah. And then he just walked, walked off. And, but we're talking legend. I mean, he, he came by himself, walked off the elevator. They said, yo, Paul, you go meet him. And I, I'll never forget the day he walked off. It was almost like slow motion. I see him coming towards me. He had a three-piece blue pinstripe double-breasted suit with cuffs. He had brown patent leather horse uh, shoes with the horseshoe in the front of it. He had a multicolored ascot. He had a full-length fur coat. He had black motorcycle glasses and had pink, pink glasses. And I'll never forget, uh, I said, Mr. Brown, everyone from Michael Jackson to Prince has lifted something from you. That's All I fact. ask is that you trust us the way we trust you, and we're going to put you where we belong. So after talking for a little while, he said, well, he said, um, <coughs> look at you. I love you. I love you like my sons. We're going to do it like this. I'm gonna say, we're going to try to do it. I said, thank you, Mr. Brown. Thank you so much. <laughs> and we had to call him Mr. Brown. Yeah, he, because before, right. we was hearing rumors that he's like mean in the studio and everything like yeah. that. So I called up Dan Hartman, who did Living in America, and he just, and I said, yeah, we're getting ready to work with Mr. Brown, with, with James Brown. Well, first of all, you don't call him James. You yeah, call him Mr. Mr. Brown. So we That's respect we, we called him right out the, right out the door, yeah. and yeah. Um, Reverend Al Sharpton used to come in, into the studio every now and then, and whenever Check he walked in, we said, "Okay, we're gonna have to probably yeah. have an hour break yeah. so he could talk to Mr. Brown." That was his disciple. And, um, Other yeah, legends yeah. Uh, that I enjoyed, we worked with the great Bob Dylan. Mm -hmm. Right. Wow. Yeah, yeah, that was that was an interesting project Patty, too. We got yeah. stories. Patty Wonderful Patty Labelle, our girl Patty. Yeah. Did you guys have your business together like from the beginning, or were there some things that you had to go through? that were hard lessons oh we went through we went through we and went you know through. we're just starting so you know mm -hmm. we just starting in the business so we had our share of making mistakes oh and, our share of rapage and oh, getting absolutely. and getting jerked <laughs> and absolutely. we it's, it's all over but that's how yeah. you just live and you learn as you're growing up in this business the thing about it is then you have your slow periods and for us when we did have our slow periods even after producing and working with so many people um such as like um, we 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 decided to like hey man there's six members because we split everything six ways wow. still to this day even writing all about you know, we all wrote hits separately yeah. but right even if two force. people write a song or three people it'll always force. say written and produced by full force as we got older Why we started so hard being like, like he regrets <laughs> that to this day I got voted out of that one okay I wasn't down with the whole democracy thing I was like no yeah. but listen we're yeah. brothers and cousins I mean listen I wasn't down with when we wrote when we wrote when we one of our biggest records that we've ever written was 
for the Backstreet Boys called All I Have to Give, and that was the brainchild of Baby Jerry. Yeah. So yeah. imagine if that money just went to Baby Jerry. Then how would you feel? No, no, not all the money. I'm just saying. Just mine. I'm cool with that because I did a bunch more of the stuff. That's why I say that. Yeah, we all had our shares of hits. You know, I wrote Head to Toe, B wrote A Wonderful Take You Home, Jerry wrote that, Lee wrote Thanks to My Child. We all wrote some things, but in the end, you know, we shared it. One for all and all for one. But y'all still get publishing checks to this day. Still to this day. Yes, so split by six. Yes. And y'all were the last American producers to work with. Y'all are the last American producers to work with Selena, too, right? Yes. Yeah, that was amazing. I'll never forget. I mean, we, you know, I mean, yeah, we had to go out to Corpus Christi, so we stayed in the compound. And they would take a break from recording because for them, touring was the first option. That was the first thing. So we took a break, you know, we came back and couldn't believe we got a phone call that, you know, she was held and we was like blown away because we didn't finish. So, you know, they said A B called and her brother and said, Hey man, we want to finish the album. We still want to finish the album. So we went back out there and now if you see you see Selena featuring Full Force, because we wrote a song called Missing My Baby. Mm-hmm. So I made up a bunch of different vocals and did it, but that blew our mind because once again, even though Selena was a star, they shared everything five ways. They split everything. Because mm-hmm. that was that was family. Now who are you working with now? Are you guys still Oh, oh I, what's the, yeah. what kind of spirit was Selena? Oh, you, I mean, her energy? Yeah. Come on, it's pure. Like, what you see is what you get. She was kind of like Lou. What she was yeah. a big prankster. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, she was... And, and you know, we, when we saw her, when Lou saw her, she was doing some of the songs that we wrote for Samantha Fox and Lisa Lisa. No, she used yeah, to do right, that when right, right, her band, before, sure, she, yeah, before yeah, she made it big, she right, used to do some so of the songs that we you wrote. Guys, that. You did Samantha Fox? Yeah. 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 Wasn't I want to have some Naughty Girls need that too. We wrote and produced that. Yeah, we did that. Yeah. All right, that old move, we got more with Full Force. When we come back, it's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's EJ, Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Full Force. Yee. You know, when you're young, you just hear music and you sure. never think about where it came from right. sure, sure, or sure. who wrote it. Like, I always knew Full Force, but hearing you guys talk about all the legendary yeah. artists yeah. that you work with and all the, the hit songs you had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, sometimes we lose sight of it. I know sometimes I lose sight of it until, like, you know, you go somewhere and, like, somebody like Timberland or Pharrell or, like, T-Pain, right. they see us and they go, like, yo... And I'm just so honored by these yeah. type of things. I yeah. never take any of this for granted. I like, like being right here and watching you guys because I watch all of you guys. Stuff. Yeah, you guys are great. You know, so I really... Yeah, we yeah. don't split things three ways. Yeah, we don't split things three ways. But it's funny you said that a lot of people don't know the things we did. A lot of right. people don't know that we were the first ones to bring the world Nicki Minaj. Mm-hmm. You know, we brought the world first. Yeah, how was that? Yeah, well, you want to talk well, about we, Well, what happened is that my, my, my son, Lou Star, he was putting together a group called the Hood Stars. He oh, put it, yeah. He, he, put mm-hmm. it, he put it together, and what happened is a friend of mine named Neil Grant took me over to a studio with this brother named Boz and Neil says Lou you gotta hear this girl you know and I went to the studio in Brooklyn and I heard Nikki's voice and I immediately said she is dope so I hooked up and met with Nikki and besides and besides Nikki just rapping she even sang me a gospel song mm-hmm. and she was still mm-hmm. doing and even before she made it big she was doing all the crazy voices and everything mm-hmm. way before that as well mm-hmm. and then uh, my son my son Lustar said yo dad she's dope they formed um, the Hood Stars with 7-Up mm-hmm. Uh, my son Lou Star, Nikki, and my son's at the time best friend Safari. Safari. Mm-hmm. Right. So we all brought together, and it all happened in our uh, in my yeah. Brooklyn apartment. Yeah. Actually, yeah. Nikki didn't friends. want Safari in the group. Mm-hmm. <laughs> smart. Remember that. Yeah, she was she, smart. Yeah, she, <laughs> she didn't want him in the group. But we wanted in the group because Safari had the you know that hype man personality. <laughs> 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 you know, but. 
but they all they all yeah. went together. And mm -hmm. the bottom line is that we tried to to get them a deal as, uh, together. It was just hard, and we took them to, to places, Def yeah. Jam and Matt, you know. But there's uh, Magic. there's but, a lesson in that, though. No, go ahead. But but the but the bottom line is then we paired off and then we started work with Nikki Solo and working with her as well and taking her different places and yeah. uh, you know certain people. I remember when we took her to Tai Tai. Oh. Him, she, he didn't really hear it, you know. Oh. But the, and then one place we went to Warner Brothers, Kevin Lyles. Mm -hmm. I, went with, Kevin I, went, I went with Nikki, and Kevin says, I love the group, but it's that girl, it's that girl. Right. But the thing about it is that they wanted to have a ghostwriter for Nikki. Gene Nelson like, said that. Right, Gene Nelson so, at the no, time wanted Jules Santana to write for her, and she refused. Right. And he, at that time, out. we didn't even get Damn the Warner Gene. Brothers deal. Right. Damn <laughs> Gene. Wow. But yeah. I think Gene is working with Nikki now, yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, before it didn't, and Nikki didn't want to because Nikki always had a thing about writing her, writing own, her own shit. And that was impressive to me with Nikki because let me tell you, at that time, yo, hungry. Right. Real hungry. And even with that, and she had a little crush on Jules. Right. Even with that, Nikki was like, I don't care, B. I don't care. I write my own rhyme. Damn mm -hmm. that. Right. And she. Yeah, she's serious about that because yeah. she she's serious about hungry. that. Right from jump. Mm -hmm. From the jump. That's oh, why you, you get so mad. She would be so mad for people to say she don't write her own rhymes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You got to salute her for that. No, 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 no. What, what did she say about not having Safari in the group, though? What was her reasoning? <laughs> That's what you she go back to. She <laughs> Okay, but smart. We thought he was talented. I mean, my bro, my my son was like, I don't know, but because Safari was his friend, <laughs> he got a pass, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. Yeah. And the Seven Up definitely yeah. that. He didn't want him, but we, you know, we you know, we're, 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 team, we're team oriented. We, we teamed, we right. teamed it, and it was, you know, still a positive. Yeah, you know, I and, and check this out. When we was working with Nikki, we were, as she, as she was an unknown. We was in the other studio, you know, working with Little Kim yeah, on her Kim. album. Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah. What is it, La Bella Mafia? Yeah, that was Bella Mafia. We, we, yeah, we, we uh, co-wrote and produced on that, too. Yeah. So we was working with uh, Kim. But but Nikki always respected the female rappers. Now, let's talk about the Paul Anthony Foundation. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, the Paul Anthony Foundation, uh, the phrase I, I use is, uh, the cancer survivor walks the earth, but the cancer champion conquers the world. And, you know, I started the foundation to, to build awareness uh, in terms of being proactive with our health, particularly our men, because we're the endangered species. So I coined the phrase proactivation times integration equals eradication. You know, if we integrate all the things that are available to us, we can eradicate disease. And it was shocking because in 2006, when I, I mean, when I saw the lump in my neck, I literally was squatting like 405 for like 10, 15 reps. And I looked in it and I said, what is this? I didn't feel it. And my man said, Colin Bergan, he said, Paul, yo, you check that out. So I went in, I got an FNA, a fine needle aspiration. They drew us some fluid out of it. And it said, um, seemed to be consistent with mantle cell lymphoma. Hmm. So I didn't know what that was. I heard the word lymphoma. And then when I did a biopsy and you look up that, the two first words I saw was fatal and non-curable. And Lou was there. So the first thing that I said was, wow. And then about 30 seconds after that, I said, it just came, I said, I ain't changing shit. And what I meant was my constitution, my belief, because I've always been an advocate of the mind, body, and spirit connection before that. And that's how you know God gives his toughest battles to his toughest warriors. Because I, um, I said, I'm, I'm, I'm equipped for this. You know, and um, it was, it was mind-blowing because I've inspired so many pro athletes mm -hmm. and entertainers over the years. So, you know, it was, it, was, it was a trip. And I said to him, I said, all my life I've been on Paul Anthony. 
I said, so I'm going to keep on betting on Paul Anthony. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the main reasons why I chose Memorial Stone Kettering. And, and we got to give yeah. a shout out also to TV One's Unsung because they profiled yeah. us. Kathy Hughes, my uh, girl. They, they profiled us on, on that talking about Paul's scenario. After that Unsung episode finished, Paul's cancer had came back. Mm. And when Paul was really fighting for his life, he needed a but, bone marrow... Now, let's say during the first cancer, I would you'll see pictures of me training in my room. You know, right. anytime there was a uh, a new chemo cocktail I had to go through, I would prepare for it. Did some more reps, did some more training, did some more things. And one one of the first things the doctor did is tested both of my brothers right. to see who would be a match. I, I thought it was going to be me. Right, we, we right, because me, we both work out. Oh. It was Lou, right? Like, yeah, it was my Lou? ten for ten donor match. And what happened was. is that when Paul was fighting for his life at the time they said okay we got to we got to do it so Paul was telling the doctor um we're getting ready to do the bone marrow stem cell transplant so Paul was telling the doctor what should I do should I change my way of yeah, eating should I train and he told Paul just be good to Lou be good to Lou <laughs> so so the bottom line is that what happens yeah. is that when so, I went in because I had to be home <laughs> taking a uh, uh shots right. you know injection shots twice a day for two weeks to harvest my stem cells to prepare for Paul, as Paul was in the uh, in his room just getting right. weaker and weaker with his immune system going mm-hmm. low. And mm-hmm. I remember before we had to do the transplant, Paul actually told me, and this is no lie, he says, yo, Lou, man, please, before, please just don't get hit by a car and f*** everything don't up. Don't mess nothing <laughs> up. He told me that. Literally. I got things to do. Don't so, mess nothing so up. So what happened is that the nurses told me <laughs> that, so listen, things could happen to you too like I could bleed inside and stuff could happen to me doing it he said mm-hmm. do you still want to do it and I said of course I do I would die for my brothers I would right. die for my family we're all like that and, here. And, how, yeah. how have your various health issues strengthened your bond as a as a group or brothers uh, and brothers yeah yeah I mean it brought us closer together if possible because we was always close but we galvanized definitely I mean every transplant I mean every infusion every blood work every needle you know Lou came with me to Sloan Kettering and you know most of the tribute goes to our parent our parents and God because if B would have been in 10 for 10 then he would have did it right. and I would have did it you know we right. all did yeah. that so it just brought us close together and make you aware that life life is short and tomorrow's not promised so it, it, always move through alright well, well can they reach y'all if anything oh yeah um, well me uh, the real Paul Anthony on my IG um, PA Live Life Dash Home for the Paul Anthony Foundation. I'm doing speaking engagements to touch lives, you know, men and women. Uh, that's the best way you can reach me, definitely. And mine is a hope with a vision.org. That's V I Z I O N.org. And my, my sites is, uh, you know, Bowlegged Lou, Lou George on Facebook and Instagram, the Bowlegged One. And, um, the, and the most important one that looks out is Full Force. <laughs> full Force. Uh, and B, you have right. that thing too, right? Yeah, but you can reach Full Force through the Full Force World, and our name is on every one platform, Full Force on IG and uh, Facebook. All right. Round of applause for Full Force, man. Give Full Force their flowers, man. Thank you. Full Force. Yes, yes. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Hey, salute to iHeartRadio, man. You know, taking all the proper precautions for this uh, tissue, for this Corona Quimby virus. Scratch my nose. I was, I was in another bathroom just now. Yesterday I was in a bathroom and they had directions on how to wash your hands and they had the lyrics to Eminem's Lose Yourself. Went to the other bathroom just now and it said, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger, <laughs> harder, harder, faster. Longer. I'm like, what the hell is going on? Where did you see that? None of this is in the women's what? bathroom, yeah, what by bathroom the way. Where are you going to? The bathroom right there by uh, Miss Anita's old That's desk. That's the one I always go to. Read the sign. You ain't read the sign. It's the hand washing instructions, but read the actual directions. Yes, the song lyrics. But I don't want to see what don't kill you, make you stronger at a time like this. What if it does kill us? <laughs> Man, shut up. Shut up, Jamos. Hey, what if it does?
Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk to baby. It's time. She's spilling the tea. This is the rumor report with Angela Yee on the Breakfast Club. Well, there's all kinds of developments with this the baby situation versus Tyranisha Laws. Now, Tyranisha is the woman who claims that she got hit in the face by the baby when she put a phone and hit you know someone someone put a phone and hit him in the face. She's saying that she ended up getting hit after that, but she wasn't the person that actually had the phone that hit the baby, right? So she's saying that she was just an innocent bystander standing in the wrong place at the wrong time and the baby ended up slapping her. Well, now the baby's team is saying she's not even the person. Here's what uh, her initial side of the story was. We went upstairs on the stairway to take a picture and I see security saying, move, move. And I was standing next to a young lady. So the young lady standing to the right of me she pulled out her camera and I, I see her put her flash on her phone and reach up but I'm not for sure if she hit him with the phone or had the I know the flash was on the phone and all of a sudden he smacks me alright so according to the baby she's not even the person who was struck yeah I mean if, if, if she's telling the truth then she's proving the baby correct because the baby said he couldn't see so if he hit you by accident clearly he couldn't see if she's just doing that for clout, and that's just sad. Mm-hmm. There's an enhanced video, too, and according to the baby's attorney, Drew Fendling, he says that you can see in the enhanced video, it shows the baby slapping an individual who struck his left eye with what appears to be a phone, not the person who was standing to the left or to the right of the individual who hit him with the phone. So, in other words, his reaction, when he reacted, he hit the person who was holding the phone, not an innocent bystander. So, if that's true, then, you know, somebody's lying here. All right, Willow Smith has spoken about her anxiety on different episodes of Red Table Talk, and now she is planning to bring awareness to that issue. She's doing a performance art piece at the Los Angeles Museum of Contemporary Art. They're teaming up. She's teaming up with her boyfriend, musician Tyler Cole, and they're doing a 24-hour exhibit. It's called The Anxiety. They're going to lock themselves inside of a box on display for uh, for visitors to observe them. So that's going to happen for 24 hours. Listen, she better than me. I'm trying to get rid of my anxiety. I don't want to do things to trigger it. <laughs> well, listen, they said you can leave, though, to go to the bathroom. So they do have an agreement uh, not to leave the space for more than two minutes per break. So the only time they can leave in that 24-hour span of time so is... We're we just going to observe her being like in a box? anxious, like being I scared, guess so. being it's terrified? performance piece. I don't want to see people having panic attacks. Me neither. Like, I don't get it. All right, Chick-fil-A is going to be selling their signature Polynesian sauce and Chick-fil-A sauce in grocery stores now. That's dope. I yes. saw that yesterday, but I think they'd make more money selling hand sanitizer right now. Well, it starts in April. And that 16-ounce bottle of either the Chick-fil-A sauce or the Polynesian sauce will be sold in Florida at Publix, Target, Walmart, and Winn-Dixie stores. It's going to cost about $3.49. It's the first time that Chick-fil-A is going to sell its products in a retail store. So I'm sure people are going to be stocking up on that. Now, that's great. So I ain't got to steal it no more for Chick-fil-A because I'll be there. With, I get like eight-piece nuggets, and I'll be like, let me get 10 uh, Polynesian sauces, please. I like the Chick-fil-A sauce better than the Polynesian sauce. It ain't going to taste the same at the house, here? bro. Yes, it is. No. Uh, it tastes the same when you steal it from the restaurant and bring it home and you got the packs in your cabinet. I don't think it's going to taste the same like that. The guy has the store, to. I, I don't see it. Mm. All right. Well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. I got a whole drawer full of that Chick-fil-A Polynesian sauce. Yeah, Polynesian sauce. Be How hidden. long does that stay good? I mean, it doesn't last that long in oh, my house because okay. my kids put on everything. Anything chicken, they, the kids put it on. You ever put Polynesian sauce on Chinese food? No. Oof. <laughs>
It's like, I guess it'd be like soy sauce, right? Yeah. It's a little better, a little, little sweeter. Polynesian sauce is not like soy sauce. A little sweet. No, not little, like soy sauce. Like the duck sauce. Duck sauce. Okay. Duck sauce. Duck sauce. Duck sauce. You know what I meant. Yeah, duck, duck sauce. sauce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, who are you giving that donkey to? Uh, we need Rudy Gobert to come to the front of the congregation. Uh, now is not a time to be playing. <laughs> and this is what happens when you play. You go around, you want to play all day. That's what you do. Walk around all day playing, huh? Play? Okay, sound like me. You sound like somebody's mama. You want to be a player all day long? Right, you see what's going to happen. You want to be a player, huh? I thought you was a basketball player. But you want to be a player, player? Okay, we'll uh, talk about it for after that. One. My goodness. We'll get to that next. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. This going to be a donkey. Because right now, you want some real donkey donkey. It's time for donkey of the day. So if you ever feel I need to be a donkey, man, hit me with the heat. Did she get donkey today? Please tell me. Absolutely. I have become donkey of the day. Breakfast Club, bitches. You're a donkey. Yeah, it's donkey today for Thursday, March 12th. Goes to Rudy Gobert of the Utah Jazz. Rudy, Rudy, Rudy. Uh, I can admit that a lot of us uh, aren't or weren't taking the coronavirus that serious. Not that I didn't think it was serious. I mean, when you see 115,000... <laughs> Fifteen thousand one. <laughs> You're just gonna cough at a time like this. It's right in front of you. You're just gonna cough at a time like this. You're just gonna cough at a time like this, Stephen. Jesus Christ. Goodness man. gracious. Just got some goddamn water, please. <laughs> Jesus Christ. As I was saying, not that I didn't think it was serious. I just know when you, when you see 115,000 coronavirus cases worldwide, now 115,001, uh, when you see 4,200 deaths, you have to take it serious. But we've also seen SARS, bird flu, swine flu, MERS, Ebola, Zika. Yeah, it just seems like we've seen this movie before. So it's like you feel a way, but you don't panic. And myself, I make jokes because I have learned in life that you have to love and laugh your way through things. So, yes, I refer to the coronavirus as Corona Quimby. Uh, I grew up reading Beverly Clearly books, and if you grew up reading Beverly Clearly books, then you are aware of Ramona Quimby, and she was a pest. And that is exactly what it seems like the coronavirus is, a pest. Uh, so Corona Quimby it is, but it seems like that damn coronavirus is so much more than just a pest. All right? we, don't, we don't know quite what it is yet, but if Italy is any indication of what can happen to a country, America doesn't want that problem, right? Like, we're a country that has about 900,000 hospital beds. So if we have a pandemic like uh, coronavirus and people all over the country have to go to the hospital, it's a possibility we can run out of hospital beds and equipment and medical supplies. Because newsflash, people, it's not just folks with coronavirus who will be in these hospitals, okay? People are dealing with all kinds of ailments, broken bones, other illnesses. There's so much stuff they're dealing with, and nobody will be able to get the care they deserve if there is a pandemic and the hospitals are all booked. So, yes, I understand why people are worried, okay? I even understand people who think it's a hoax. But the reason I would never just downright act like Corona Quimby is a hoax is because she seems like the type of person to let you know she's real. And that's exactly what happened to Rudy Gobert. See, Rudy was doing press and he made a point of touching all the microphones and recorders just to show that he wasn't phased and to make light of the situation. In fact, he insisted the disease was nothing to worry about. Well... That Utah Jazz game and that Oklahoma City game was canceled, and the rest of the NBA season was canceled. Why? Why? Why were these things canceled? Well, let's go to KUTV CBS 2 for the report, please. 7 o'clock. Report surfaced. The Jazz Star Center Rudy Gobert was being tested for coronavirus, and then within 15 minutes, a report that he had tested positive. And at 7.30, the NBA suspended their season. Why she broke that down like Jay-Z do it again? 7 a.m. He was at my house. <laughs> 7.15. We was kicking him out. This is why you don't pull on Superman's cape. Okay? You don't spit in the wind. And you damn sure don't, you know, uh, 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 play with something that's killed 4,200 people worldwide. Okay? Something that's killed 4,200 people worldwide. You don't act like that's not real. 
Okay, if you knew a person in the street had killed 4,200 people, would you play with them? Nope. <laughs> would you act like that person was real, wasn't real? Would you insist that person was nothing to worry about? Okay, then treat Corona Quimby the same way. Now, yes, Rudy touched all the microphones after the press conference, and I know what you're thinking. He probably spread it to others, but according to the CBC, that's not the case. Let's go to KUTV, CBS 2 for the report, please. This is video from a Monday press conference as Rudy was leaving. Watch as he touches all the mics there. This became an issue tonight on Twitter. Uh, we have checked, by the way, with CDC guidelines, and less than two seconds that he came in contact with those microphones is not close to what the CDC defines as prolonged exposures. Jesus. So... Luckily, he didn't sp spread it. Look, look, guys, here's the thing. Uh, I suggest loving and laughing through all situations, but I'm not going to play and make light of it when people are dying, when people are getting sick the way they are. We know it's real. We just don't know how real it is. Okay, well, sadly, maybe now, because of his arrogance, Rudy Gobert can let the rest of us know. Please give Rudy Gobert the biggest hee-haw. Uh -huh. uh -huh. coronavirus, boy. Mm -hmm. He showed Rudy what shutdown defense is. Huh. Listen, though, law six and the seven spiritual laws of success, okay? The law of detachment. I think we're at a point right now where we just we can't force solutions, okay? You just got to allow solutions to spontaneously emerge, and you have to accept uncertainty, okay? And, and just hope out of all this confusion, out of all of this chaos, uh, we'll learn something from this, and a solution will, will, will come from all of this, okay? Because there's nothing we can do about what's going on right now. Nobody knows what this is, and there's no need to act like we know. So don't make light of it. Just lean into the uncertainty of it all. That's all we can do at this point. All right. Well, thank you for that donkey today. Mm -hmm. Up next is Ask Yee. 800. Steve, take one step back, please. Steve, take, take one you got to go home. Yes. Well, thank God he is. You got to go home, bro. See, you played too on, much. Steve. Steve. All right. Ask Yee. Now, 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 let me tell you what Steve and the White Demon just did. He in here coughing his ass off, and he just rubbed on the microphones. Nobody going to feel sorry for you when you get quarantined. Ask ye. 800-585-1051 if you need relationship advice or any type of right, advice. Steven, you think it's a game. Ye now. They're going to quarantine you. It's the breakfast you club. Put that cracker morning. back in the box. What you want to know? Baby mama issues? Need some words of wisdom? Call up now for Ask Ye. 800-585-1051. The Breakfast Club. Relationship advice? Need personal advice? Just need real advice. Call up now for Ask Ye. Keep it real. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. Now it's time for Ask Ye. Hello, who's this? Oh, uh, this is Laura. Hey, what's your question for Nick hey, for Ye? Hey. hey. Good morning. Um, okay, so. I've been dating this for four years, right? Mm -hmm. And he's from up there, too. So I ain't never been to New York. We don't, we like don't hang out no more. We don't chill. But he makes sure me and my son straight. Should I walk away or should I stay? So you've been seeing him for four years, but he just basically sends you money. I mean, no, he lives down here now, but he's from up there. Oh, he's from up here. Okay. Yeah. All right. He's from up there. But so you don't like him? I do like him. I used to love him, but now I just like him. So you're only with him because he's giving you money? No, not really. Like, new boy, like, I got a new boy or whatever, and new boy, like, he's sweet and everything, but he just don't have enough money. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So should you stay and stay with the guy that you just like, but he's providing for you financially, or should you be with the guy that you really like that has no money? Right. <laughs> I don't think you should ever stay with somebody just for money. I mean, yeah, that part. 
But I mean, it's like this. I mean, that's I didn't broke up with him a thousand times. He won't go nowhere. So, it's so like, is that fair to him? If you care about him as a person? No, it's not fair for him to sing me alone. Neither you. It's not fair for him to what leave you alone? You said. To string to string me alone. Oh, to string so you alone. He won't. Yeah, yeah, because he won't go nowhere neither. So you're saying he's stringing you along because what is it that you want from him? You want to see him more? What is it that you want from him? Yeah, I want more time. Like, he thinks money is everything, but I want, like, more time. I want to hang out more. I want to go on dates. Are you ever the one that's making plans? Have you brought this up to him and told him that you want more? Yeah, for the past two years. So we've been broke up for, like, two years, but we still friends and we still help out. You get what I'm saying? Okay. Like, we have been broke up for two years. We don't have sex or nothing. But so it sounds like that's not, that's not who you want to be with. I do if he want to give me some time. <laughs> okay, but he doesn't. And you've had right. conversations with him, and for two years he hasn't done this. Right. So if somebody's telling you they don't want to do something and they're really not doing it, you should believe that. That part. So, you know, that there's part. no mixed signals here. He's letting you know how he feels. Now, if he continues to give you money, that's on him. But you should go ahead and be with who makes you happy and who you want to be with. Why waste time in life? Right, because time is something you can't get back, and that's what I be telling them all the time. Like, we just wasting time. And, you know, sometimes you got to walk away from something, from somebody for them to see how valuable you are. So I think you shouldn't be in a relationship with anybody. You should just date. Yeah, I feel like women then messed up the dating pool, though. Like, because they don't got no self-respect now. So now that I'm hopping back in the dating pool, it's like men think that you're supposed to do everything all quick. Like, I don't even know you. Yeah, take your time. Listen, move at your own pace. Do what makes you comfortable. If you like this new guy, y'all want to go out and hang out and kick it, do that. The guy that you've been with hasn't, you haven't been in a relationship with him in the past two years. He's not trying to do the things that you want in a relationship. And he's open and honest about that. So you get what you settle for. Yeah, I've been trying to get to you like, like two weeks. I'm excited. <laughs> well, I I'm, I'm excited for you. Enjoy your life. Enjoy your dating. Okay, but don't lock into somebody because it it feels like you're not sure about either guy. Yeah, I tell him on the fence about both of them. Like I said, new boy, he's sweet and everything. He just don't got no money, and I can't pay no bills with no love, baby. Oh my God, you make your own money though, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm at work right now. Okay, see, she do make her own money. All right, yeah, yeah. yeah focus on. I know that was not Charlemagne. Focus, of course. Focus on you. That's all I gotta say. Focus on you. Focus on what makes you happy. It's okay to be selfish. If this is what you, if you, if neither one of them has everything that you want, then maybe neither one of them is the right guy for you. Or maybe the guy that you're meant to be with will step it up. Either one of them. But you got to take your time and see. It's just not happening right now. Right. There's no okay. urgency, yeah, and you're making a decision day. today. Right. All right. Well, thanks, y'all. Y'all have a good day. You have okay, a good one, too. too, Mama. All right. Ask Ye. 800-585-1051. If you need relationship advice or any type of advice, hit Ye now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Here's some real advice with Angela Ye. It's Ask Ye. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Ye, Charlamagne Tha Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. It's time for Ask Ye. We're in the middle of Ask Ye, actually. Hello. Who's this? David. Hey, David, what's your question for you? Hey, so um, keep in mind, this happened when I was like 18 to 20, but recently my mom passed away, so I had to move state from Mississippi to Texas, and I was dating this girl for like two and a half years when all that happened. So whenever I moved down here, you know, due to the distance and everything, she wanted, she like needed, you know, physical, you know, affection and all that stuff, so we broke up and everything. And we didn't talk for like a year and a half, almost two years. I'm not gonna lie, I had some like hate in my heart for her or whatever, but like I always still love her or whatever. 
but we recently started talking again, like the past like two, three months. And like, I was just thinking, I was just wondering, am I like stupid for like thinking maybe something could happen in the future, you know? Have you guys addressed the issues that you had in the past? Yes. And is it, does it feel like she wants to be with you? Are you guys talking about that? Yeah, it's just the only thing is we need to be like, you know, in the same city or near each other. Mm-hmm. And is that something you guys are discussing doing? Yeah. Okay, well, it seems like you kind of answered all these questions. If you don't think, like, I mean, even after, like, all that stuff, you know, even if she had, like, another boyfriend in between and, like, got serious or whatever, like, there's still, like, a chance, you know, she actually does, like, mean what she says. Did you date anybody else in between also? No. So this whole time, for the past two years, you haven't been with anybody else? Yeah, I was on the homeless. I had to start working. I worked full-time. I've been doing, like, over 50 hours a week. You know, like I said, my mom passed away, so it was, like, Either I'm going to be one of these homeless people on the streets or I'm going to start busting my butt and, you know, actually make some money and, you know, build a house and something that somebody actually wants to be with, you know? Did she ever lie to you about anything before? No. So what reason do you have to not believe her or trust her? I don't know. That's a good point. I think that sometimes we put our guard up too much. And if someone doesn't give you a reason to not believe them and not trust them, then I don't know why we want to do that. If she was honest with you, she's the one that told you she was in another relationship, right? Right. She told me she was like, she needed physical attention, that she needed like somebody to actually be there and like, okay. Like, I can't just date you from far away. And like, she was honest with me and like, told me like the guy she started talking to, but like, I ain't gonna lie, it hurt and everything. Like, she, she told right. me like, whenever I moved down here, she was like, I couldn't do it in person because I loved you too much. So I was waiting for you to go to Texas before I broke up with you. And sometimes honesty hurts, but she did tell you the truth. True. So I'm sure that's not an easy thing to do. She could have easily lied to you. Right, you're right about that. So if you want to give it a shot and if she she's willing to move there, you guys are willing to somehow be in the same city and that can work for you guys, and I don't see a reason why you wouldn't. All right, I really appreciate the advice. You, uh, you put, put me at ease a lot better this morning. Um, before I get off there, I do want to say shout-out Scum Gang streaming uh, 6 9 until August 2020. Did you just shout-out Takashi 6 9 You know it. Okay. All right. Well, thank you. That was Eski. Can you can you rap a, a Takashi song for me right fast? Do it. Rap a Takashi song right fast. I told you he still got fans when he gets out. <laughs> Rapping like a Billy nigga. You would get. Uh, I don't want to say the cuss word because it's bad. Um, are you are you white? Yeah. You can't say the n word, bro. I know. That's why I said I can't say a word. I stopped. Everybody said it goodbye. Goodness gracious. Ask Yee, 800-585-1051. If you need relationship advice, you can always call Yee. All right, Yee, we got rumors on the way? Yes, we're going to be talking about little Yachty. Now, he is firing back at people, and we'll tell you what they're criticizing him for. All right, we'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Oh, good morning. Morning, everybody. How's everybody? It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Good morning to Malik Yoba. Just thinking about you. <laughs> Haven't heard from you in a while. Hmm? Haven't heard from Malik Yoba in a long time. He vanished. You don't think so? I don't know. Yes. Good morning to Malik Yoba, man. Okay. He All quarantined right. himself a couple months ago. All right. I haven't seen him since. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Lil Yachty. Skip the intro? Yep. <laughs> Sounds great. The rumor report with Angela Yee. Angela. Uh, all right. Well, as you know, Little Yachty has a song out called Oprah's Bank Account, and he's on that song with the baby and Drake. And the music video, Little Yachty is playing Oprah Winfrey, right? He's dressed up like Oprah Winfrey, and some social media users had an issue with that. 
I guess we can't play the audio or anything. We we're can. Look, we're looking. Okay. Wait, wait, hold on. We got it right there. there it looks goes. like we had an issue. Here we go. This new generation of music, these new mm. rappers, the mumble rap. What do you think about it? Yeah, no, I think it's amazing. You know, just literally. Uh, writing like nursery rhymes that nobody can understand. I think it's like sort of really like progressive and innovative. And, um, you know, I think at the forefront of that movement of music that should be forgotten about um, is is Little Yachi. I think that guy is just, just an absolute innovator of just like music that should never be uh, referenced or uh, heard by human beings again. What am I missing? What's the problem? So little Yachty is playing Oprah, a character named Bopra, who's sitting down and doing an interview with Drake. But people were going at him on social media because he's dressed up as Oprah. So they're calling him gay, bisexual. They have issues with him putting on women's clothing. So little Yachty responded, bitch, it's just supposed to be entertaining. It ain't even that deep. Yeah, those are all kids because they didn't grow up in our generation because we grew up in the generation of Martin playing Shanae, Jamie Foxx playing Wanda. And Living Color. And Living Color. Yeah. Like, like, come on, stop it. Knock it he off. He said, y'all, and we're so in denial with y'all masculinity. It's like this bother y'all. Relax. It's an Oprah parody. Like, relax. He's having fun. Like, mm-hmm. Tyler Perry. Like, what's, what's the problem here, guys? Come on. All right. Me. Now, Dwayne Wade is saying that he's not going to go to his son's basketball games and that is because I guess he has an issue with Sierra Canyon High School's basketball coach. Here's what he said when questioned. Yeah, I'm not going to my son's game because if I go, it's going to be a problem. You know what I mean? Because I ain't mad. Nah, nah, I'm not even. What's the problem? The boy got corona? Yeah. Will you be at the state championship game? I will not be there. Well, good luck to them. And I don't want to do nothing to the coach, so I won't be there. I think you just did do something. I won't be there, but I'll be rooting for the kid. Wow. You're just going to threaten the coach on inside the NBA? Yeah, pretty much. Well, that's why he's not going. He's not going because he's not going to do anything. Jeez, I thought his son was nice. You think he should still go anyway? Nah, because he probably don't want to get upset. I mean, he said his son's not going to play. Wouldn't you? Would you do that if your son was playing in a game and you didn't like, well, wasn't playing but was on the team, you wouldn't go? I ain't no. going front. There's a lot of politics when it comes to a lot of these sports, and that might be just one of them. Maybe. I'm not sure. And maybe he feels like his son should play, and then he doesn't want to get mad and upset, so he feels that him and his son's not going. I'd rather go, curse out the coach, and get banned than just not show up. Well, they said he was sidelined early in the season due to injury, and then he got healthy, but it's been a struggle to work him back into the lineup because the lineup is so stacked. So don't know what's really going on there, but of course you want to see your child play, right? Mm-hmm. All right, Kenya Moore is responding some, to some things that Nene Leakes said. Now, Nene Leakes was on The Breakfast Club, and she was talking about Kenya when questioned. Do you really dislike a lot of those women on the show? Like the um, Kenya Moores of the world? No, I, I don't like her. I'm just going to be life. honest. In real life. Okay. I don't think she's a good person. And I think that she does things for the show, which is okay. But I think that you don't have to do all of that. You don't have to hit below the belt, be mm-hmm. super nasty. What do you so. consider below the belt with, with, with something that she's done? She went around insinuating recently that I spit on her. Now, I didn't spit on her. Now, I will spit on her, okay? But I didn't. I think That's the she, ultimate sign of disrespect. That's your yes, spit on but somebody. That, but that's, it is, and that's how I feel about her. Man, that's a good way to spread corona. All right, well, when on lip service, Nini also talked about her, quote, open relationship. If you found out that your husband was having inappropriate conversations yeah. with one of your employees... Mm, yeah, you know, I remember You that. know, what is that? How would you feel uh-huh. about that? So actually what happened was, and Greg, no, I've talked about it. He's probably going faint <laughs> because we actually talk about it on the show. And I don't know if it's, it's not air, Jake. If you guys remember when, we, when our trailer first rolled out, Greg and I are talking about open marriage. Right. Mm-hmm. It hasn't aired yet. 
All right, so Kenya responded because TMZ caught up with her, and here's what Kenya had to say about Nini and everything that Nini just said. Do you think you guys will ever be friends again? Uh, no. no. Yeah, no. Not, that's not possible. So I just found out today via uh, lip service that Nini and Greg are having an open relationship. Did you hear that? No, it doesn't surprise me. The people that speak the loudest are usually the most guilty ones. Well, I'm sure the reunion's going to be lit. All right, well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. All right, thank you, Miss Yee. Revolt, we'll see you tomorrow. Everybody else, it's Revolt class questions. day. Revolt is quarantining themselves, right? No, nah, tomorrow. They'll be here tomorrow, right? Oh, they'll be here tomorrow? They'll be here tomorrow. Friday. Okay. All right, well, it's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Mix up next. Now, um, it's Women's History Month. Who are we repping for today, Yee? We are representing for Bessie Coleman. She's the first black woman to earn a pilot's license, and she went through a lot to get that license. She was denied from all the flying schools in the United States. She couldn't even get into those, so she actually had to go to France to get her pilot's license. She taught herself French and went to France, learned her license, got her license in just seven months and made it happen. Here is Marquette Folly recognizing Bessie Coleman on the Smithsonian documentary. Who won the world? Girls. It's Women's History Month and we're celebrating the most influential women in history. Check out this phenomenal woman. Bessie Coleman was born in poverty to a large family in Texas. She was a manicurist, but she decided she loved the idea and the adventure of flying. No one in the United States would train a young black woman to fly, but France had a world-renowned flight school that was more welcoming, if she could get there. So she would work during the day at a chili parlor just to raise enough money for her travels to France, and at night she would teach herself French. And earned an international pilot's license in 1921. She's the first African-American woman with a license to fly. With her pilot's license in hand, Coleman returned to an America fascinated with flight. Daredevil flight. Barnstorming was part circus, part sport. Pilots competed for attention by pushing their planes to the limit. For a blazingly short time, she's the most extraordinary woman in American culture, particularly for African-Americans. And that was another phenomenal woman in history. Yes, so shout out to Bessie Coleman. And I've been saying this a lot lately. I don't see a lot of black women who are pilots on airlines. So let's step it up, guys. Let's All make right. sure that we are more inclusive in that because I think, as again, we always say if you see it, you can be it. And I think it would be amazing for our youth to go on a flight and see somebody that looks like them or what they could potentially be. All right, now... Uh, keep it locked. When we come back, we got the positive note. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Yeah. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. But let me just shout out to everybody. Yesterday I announced that I'm doing a car show in Atlanta. Uh, it's the 17th of July. So we got a lot of time. But, I mean, the amount of support and the amount of love I got from Atlanta and the surrounding cities, I appreciate you guys. Um, so many celebrities hit me up. It's going to be a jam-packed show. So if you haven't got your tickets, get your tickets. And thank you, Atlanta. Looks like we're going to have a lot of fun. And shout to our sister station, 96.7 The Beat. All right. All right. And I want to shout out everybody in Detroit. I'm actually heading out to Detroit today. They did this uh, whole uh, little competition, right? They did a contest on JLB in Detroit, and it's a winter shopping spree with Yee. So somebody won $3,000 to go on a shopping spree with me. So we are going to the mall, one of my favorite places, Somerset Mall, and we'll be spending up that check. So, are they going to test the person for coronavirus before you walk around the goddamn mall with them? Um, I would, I don't know. You see? 
<laughs> I guess they should test me too, right? Yes. Um, but yes, we are. You the either. plan is to go to the mall and spend that three thousand dollars. So that's a dope ass shopping spree. Three, you could get a lot with three G's. Mm-hmm. And then we'll also be hosting the March Badness concert. As of now, we are hosting this concert on Sunday, right, Envy? That's right. And that's featuring the baby, money bag, yo, yo Gotti, cash doll. So it should be fun. All right. Charlamagne, you got a positive note? Yeah, man. The positive note comes from the Seven Laws of Spiritual Success by Deepak Chopra. Uh, my sister Debbie Dev put me onto this book, man, and um, I think Law Six is very important. It's the law of detachment, okay? And, and today, I want you to factor in uncertainty as an essential ingredient of your experiences, okay? And your willingness to accept uncertainty, solutions will spontaneously emerge out of the problem, out of the confusion, the disorder, and the chaos. The more uncertain things seem to be, the more secure you will feel because uncertainty is a path to freedom. Breakfast club, bitches! Y'all finished or y'all done?